0: I knew the power of a great webinar. You know, I could not allow myself to skip that part because it would not have been as great as a launch as it was. So I decided to create a five feet before birth and a five feet after birth challenge. And inside that challenge on day two, I put a live webinar. And I had a 58% show up rate and a 48% sales rate on those webinars.
1: I'm Amy Porterfield, ex corporate girl turned CEO of a multi million dollar business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, money, and time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today one that changes lives and gives me more freedom. Than I ever thought possible, one that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and helps you create a life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey there, I'm beyond honored to introduce to you my guest today, because if you're in one of my courses, you likely already know all about her, but I've never had her on my podcast. Her name is Maria Dior dugard Amdal, and she's a mompreneur, a successful business owner, one of my students, and at first glance, she may seem like a unicorn, but the truth is she's just like you and me. Well, she's created a seven-figure business herself in a very short period of time. That's far from where she started. And in today's episode, she's sharing her journey from being an exhausted personal trainer, hitting the glass ceiling of trading time for dollars, to making a transition to an online entrepreneur, and she's going to share where she is today. Now, my vision for this episode is that she could take you along with her on her journey and you could see that she's no different from you and me, and maybe even see that you too could have a journey like this and create a successful online business for yourself. Maria is also sharing some of her biggest strategies for accomplishing things, even when you have minimal time, her tangible action items for growing an online community organically, And also, when you crash and burn, how to pick yourself back up and keep moving forward. You're going to love today's interview, and you're going to walk away with the things that you can start doing today to build your business. Let's get to it. My brand voice guide is my business's north star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Maria, thank you so very much for being here. I'm delighted to have you on the show. I am excited to be here. Well, let's talk about your journey from where you started to where you are now. And to do that, can you share how big your audience was when you were starting? And also share with me some of your finances, like set the stage for me.
0: Okay, so I started three years ago with my own brick and mortar here in Denmark. Uh, it's a it was a, a fitness studio actually for moms and pregnant who wanted to be healthy, and get in shape, and get you know. A- live class with me and I started out not focusing on my list because at the time I was pretty much uh, just inviting people inside the studio. And then I asked them to sign up afterwards, like a free trial class. Um, So my list was when I, when I, a year later when I counted the list uh, I had Mm -hmm. 1100 people on my list but i just i started at zero so uh it took me about 2 years to build that list so a slow progress um and i just you know i i nearly uh kept kept it going in in terms of the finances it was just you know i i couldn't really pay myself that much it was a lot of expenses But then after a year or so, it really took off. We really started growing and, um, and people were signed up to a wait list. So you you just, I just hustled and worked hard and, you know, uh, trusted myself and my abilities to scale this business and become a successful entrepreneur. But that also meant that I had a, a lot of, um, I had a lot of live classes, you know, I was teaching early in the mornings for the moms and late in the evenings for the pregnant. So I was basically working all day and I had a break in between. So I was just, I reached a point in September, October, uh, 2019, where I just thought this is, this is not working anymore. And so that was kind of, that was kind of how I started, started, all. I started all with a physical, physical thing. I was all into brick and mortar that I, I thought I would, you know, do that until I retired.
1: Okay. So talk to me about where you are now. Your business has dramatically changed and we're going to talk about what it looks like today. You are no longer doing, do you, you're no longer doing brick and mortar at all, right? I'm not.
0: Okay. My gym closes in April, so and right now it's a lockdown, so it's closed. So I will probably never, not, not at least in the, in the future that I can imagine, go down and, and do a live class again.
1: Okay. So now, before you talk about what you do now, what do your numbers look like? Well,
0: uh, at this point, so far since, since I started, in total, my revenue is $3 million,
1: million. It's It's incredible. And you didn't start the business you have today until, what was it, 2019 is when you started to make a pivot? Yes.
0: I, I joined Digital Course Academy in September 19, and that's where everything just took off before that I had a revenue, but you know, I couldn't scale it. I was stuck because you can only be a certain place at a, you know, you you don't have time is something that you never get back. Right. So I just, I, I, I reached um, a wall where I just, I couldn't scale anymore. I just, I, I was stretched to 10. I was working all the time. I was tired Uh, but, but, you know, I had an income and I needed to provide for my family. I just didn't want to be the person that I was. I was going home, uh, feeling flat and I couldn't provide for my kids. I was just not the mom that I wanted to be or the wife that I wanted to be.
1: I get that. And also when you were running this brick and mortar, I know you were telling me off camera or off audio that you were running out of time and space to take on more clients. You were constantly go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah it wasn't an ideal situation to scale the business, right?
0: Not at all. And I mean, I could hire instructors, but I also needed uh, the space. And, you know, every physical space costs a lot. You know, it's establishment, it's new equipment. It was just, I couldn't see myself paying that bill uh, because then it meant that I needed to save up. And I I didn't have that option at that point because I, I just, I didn't have more time really.
1: So you finally got to a point where you saw you had so much to offer, but knew that what you were doing with your one-on-one work or your studio work wasn't going to allow you to reach that potential. So what happened next?
0: Well, uh, someone, I I listened to someone's podcast. Her name is Amy Porterfield. (laughs) And uh, I got inspired by, you know, at first I thought this could never be me because I have a brick and mortar. Um, You know, people want my, my live teachings this could never be an online course. And then I just thought about it. And I, and I thought, you know, what they really want is to see me. They want to see me. They want what I can offer. They want my methods on how to become the mom that they really want. That's the essence of what I'm offering. It's not so much about the the fitness or the trainings as it is that we all are moms and we just want to be happy and healthy for ourselves and our kids. So I thought if I can teach that in a studio, obviously I can do that online too. I just need to be creative in the way that I do it. And so I decided to sign up for Digital Course Academy. And as I went through the course, I decided to to try and launch it. You know, I just said, well, I got all these great resources and all this knowledge and why don't I just try and see if it really works, you know? And it did. So I had at that time when I started Digital Course Academy in September, I had, I counted my list because I realized that I needed to pay more attention to this email marketing that I had no idea I should before I started Digital Course Academy. And I had, uh, I think it was 1,100 or so subscribers to that list. And I offered them my course and I I had a revenue. My first time revenue was of $13,000
1: that's really solid. Other people who are starting a digital course for the first time, making $13,000 with your digital course is incredible. That's a huge success. And so, and I know you went on to make a lot more money than that, but I want to pause right there because what's your strategy for finding time to create your first digital course? I mean, you've got three kids, a husband, a house to take care of, a dog, <laughs> how yeah. the heck did you make the time to build your course and really just get through digital course academy and Please tell me you have some really tangible strategies that people can try
0: well, i do so i uh, I think I'm the busiest of my friends, <laughs> so I just knew that if i if I am am to make this happen while running a, a brick and mortar, having three kids and a husband and a dog, I need to be very, very careful of how I spend my time. So I decided to create a system for myself that helps me really be mindful of how I spend my time. So on every Sunday, I just, I wrote down everything that I had in my head. Like, it could be like a dentist appointment. It could be anything. And then I carefully planned out my time in different time strategy zone. So I have a deep work time where I knew I will be super productive at early in the morning. So I would not answer any emails, or you know, I would put my phone on flight mode. I would just go go in my zone and create content. And then uh, I had my I had my classes uh, in the afternoon, which you know, my energy and my and my focus was not that great. And then I actually decided to film the content together with my kids. So I could spend the time when they were home from school or or childcare, I could spend the time with them, but still creating my course. And I actually put all of my time strategies and how to really plan out for a productive week in a PDF for you guys so that you can take a look at. But I would say that the best strategy is to really decide what's important and when is the best time to do so. Because we all have different times during the day where where we are either more productive or less productive. And to really keep in mind that the fast work that you would do to answer an email or write out a blog post or whatever would be best spent in a time where you're not as focused as other times. So it's really to be mindful of that. And at the same time, make sure that, that you also take care of yourself. So I always put in a workout every morning because I just get so much more productive during the day.
1: Ah, so good. Okay, yeah, we do have a free resource for you all. I'll tell you about it in a moment to kind of dive a little bit deeper there. But I want to continue on your journey. So you did your first launch, you made the $13,000. And then what happened next along your journey?
0: Then it all exploded. (laughs) Um, You know, because what is so beautiful with this is that I put in the work in during a Digital Course Academy, the 12th week that I'd had you to ask Lies and you know get some structure around how how do I really implement this to fit my, my business and my needs. And when I created the course, I, I took the feedback that I got and I tweaked it a bit. And then I I learned. I like to look at the analytics of things and and the practical part of it. So what worked with the launch we had in September? What did not work? And I started building my list. Like I started focusing on that list that I have heard so much about. And uh, what happened is that I had I launched again in January. I tweaked my webinar a bit. Uh, fi- found a new title. Uh, I changed email sequences, and you know I just I optimized basically everything. And I had another launch in January, which ended in a total of $52,000.
1: Whoa. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? No matter what stage you're in, that shopify.com slash made easy. Yeah. Okay, that's a huge jump. What attributed to such a huge jump?
0: The course was the same. I was the same. And my ideal customers were the same, but I tweaked the marketing and I made some changes in the way that I set it all up. So, you know, I didn't need to work as hard this time, which was fun because I was pretty tired uh, after, after recording my first ones, but I think, I think it was mainly the updates, but after January, I figured I need something more. So it was actually my May launch that really took off in a big way.
1: Okay. So that's the one beyond that second one you did. Yeah. So I did
0: two launches, such great success. And then I I had my breakthrough in May. I would say.
1: Okay, so tell us about that.
0: Yes, I thought you would ask. So <laughs> what happened in May is that uh, this was post COVID. So January no COVID, uh, September no either. And I thought that you know this will really this will change everything. And I didn't think it would change it for the better. But um, I decided to do a five days challenge. And what I feel is so great is that I decided to put a webinar inside that challenge. Because uh, I think here in Denmark, and with the moms, they could relate more to a challenge than a webinar at, at first, I see, you know, it was just easier for them to grasp the meaning of that. But I knew the power of a great webinar, you know, I could not allow myself to skip that part because it would not have been as great as a launch as it was. So I decided to create a five feet before birth and a five feet after birth challenge. And inside that challenge on day two, I put a live webinar and I had a 58% show up rate and a 48% sales rate on those webinars. (laughs)
1: Okay. So I just want everyone to know that typically 30% show up rate, you're doing really good. So the fact that you had over 50 is crazy. Yes. And when you nail a really great webinar, you might hit 15, 20% and you're like really high and you hit 48%. Did you say? Yes. That's insane. Why do you think it worked so well? Do you think it was partly due to, well, first of all, it was your third launch, right? Yeah. So, everyone listening, it gets easier. The first launch is the hardest. It's the most work. You just kind of want to cry and laugh and feel like you might be going crazy in the beginning, like all the emotions. Yes. And then it gets easier because you're not reinventing the wheel. I teach people to create a digital course and launch that same course over and over and over again. And that's precisely what you did. And number two, you added an element by your third launch. And I always tell my students adding some really cool things as you get going is great. You don't want to add it all to the first launch or second launch. It's overwhelming. But the third launch, you added a challenge. And do you think that that challenge contributed to such a loyal audience of people showing up and then also converting? Yeah,
0: because you know a webinar is a great value, but for my audience, they wanted something more uh, practical. I think because uh, I'm teaching how to how to become healthier uh, both throughout pregnancy and, and postpartum. So there's a different elements in that because it's just not pregnancy workouts. i I have a degree in this, you know. So I wanted them I wanted them really to feel what these workouts felt like, how they would f- experience the energy after and that's a hard that's hard to just talk about you 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 know your content is great because it's for business owners and what we need to know but what I wanted to know too was how do I convert this into something that's related to me and that that's that was something that I learned throughout DCA that you know I have this audience I need to know what their needs are and when I figured that out I felt like this would be a great supplement for my launch period so they got a workout for a 10 minute workout every day for five days and most of the people would probably wait with the sales pitch until the last day but what I figured is that when it comes to workout and motivation you're not motivated for for that long so I wanted to to sell to them when they were motivated to continue and that that is the first two days that's what our rate shows that you know going into to day three the engagement would just take a a fall so they got content together with their webinar, meaning that instead of me just teaching them about you know, all the things they need to know about relaxing and, and rectus abdominis, which is a thing when, you're, when you give birth, they also wanted to feel how, does this, how can I even you know, manage to work out 10 minutes a day? Is it even possible for me with this tight schedule and a baby in my arms? Can I even do this? So I wanted to give them a win you know, like you teach, give them a win. So they want to come back for more and giving them these workouts and, and some recipes, they really had the content in their hands that they could use at once. And then when I had my, my webinar inside that challenge, they understood the basic behind and the secret in how to keep this, you know, motion going, even when I don't feel motivated, how can I continue to, Take care of my body and be the mom that I want to be, even when I'm not, I'm not motivated to go out and and do a workout. And those two things together was just the perfect combination for my audience.
1: And did you charge for your
0: challenge? I did not that time, but I did in September.
1: Okay, talk to me about that.
0: Yeah, so in September I decided to make my challenge a paid challenge because I got. Uh, thirteen thousand people signing up in in May, and um, most of those people. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot because here in Denmark, there's sixty five thousand people that's pregnant a year. So I don't have I I don't have a a huge base as you do in in US. So it was a lot of people, and I found that there were so many questions that I couldn't ask or answer, and so I just decided to make it a paid challenge so that they could have their their questions answered and make it a small one and so i i charged i think it was $39 or something nothing nothing of significant but enough Good, to, yeah. to keep someone away that was not even interested in doing the workouts i just wanted them all to feel powerful
1: That's an interesting way to look at it. Charge just enough to keep people away that if they're not going to do the work, they're not interested, then they're not going to get into the challenge. And I really love that. Now, you had 13,000 people join you in a challenge. So you have become an expert around building a community organically. So give us some details and some of your secrets. What has worked best for you? Something that maybe other entrepreneurs can try out for themselves.
0: Well, I I don't know if this is secret, but it's at least my take on it. I just want to be myself because I think most of the course creators are creating a course on either something that they are interested in and therefore have a lot of knowledge about or a pain point that they have experienced themselves and that they have sold. And I want to teach others how to solve as well. And so I'm a mom. I have been overweight and underweight and you know losing weight and gaining weight and having periods of high intensity workouts and no workouts at all. And in the end what's really important for me is that I don't want to work out because I want to look a certain way. I just want to work out because I want to live for as long as I can and still be able to play with my kids and help them move out when when the time is that they're going to move out. And run with them and go out and explore the world with them. So, and I can't do that if I am tired or overworked or overwhelmed or stressed out and fitness and health keeps me balanced. And so when I talk about that, I talk about it in a way that I'm not, I'm not a sacred person. I don't have it all together. And sometimes I skip workouts too. Sometimes I eat junk food too. Uh, Sometimes I I sit at the bathroom for five minutes and just cry because I can't handle the three Mm. kids that's outside screaming. So, and and (laughs) at the same time, I'm building this business, you know? So I just, I'm not perfect, but I know the steps to take to become a person that's happy and that allows themselves to have bad days without that meaning I'm not worthy or I can't do this. So I'm just... I'm just really trying to speak to people from my heart and I do that when I create content too. So the content that I put out is content that it could be me cleaning the floor and, and working out at the same time, or it could be me with my kids playing in the snow instead of working on this project that I was supposed to, because my kids tell me, you know, I haven't been in school in six months. I miss my friends. will please come and play, you know? It's just me from a a vulnerable perspective, and that has helped me gain followers that feel connected to me. I think they can relate to me, and that is
1: what's converting. I mean, that makes sense. They say the more real, the more raw, especially during COVID and coming out of it, hopefully, that people just want the real stuff. And I think that that's what you're really good at. We'll link to your social in the show notes so people can really follow and and get a taste of what you're talking about here. But I love that you share that you share the good, bad and ugly, all of it. And that really does build an organic community. And uh, from someone like me, who that doesn't come natural, I definitely have gotten so much better at it. But Sharing my personal side and the little mundane things I do that I think nobody would care. They care. People like that stuff and people like you that get that quickly. You got it quicker than I did. You can build a community around that much faster than if you just share the work stuff. Would you agree? Yeah.
0: And I think also just showing up because there's no secret. I can't put out a a vulnerable photo of me once every other month you know, that would not make it happen. So I am consistent in posting on social media. I don't actually, I don't like it that much, but I do it because I know people will gain value from it. But for me, it's important to just give. And I don't feel like there's nothing I, I wouldn't give because even if I put it like this, uh, sometimes I get asked, why are you you putting out exercises for free? Well, you know, it's the same that I do in my course, but they don't get me. They don't get my support. They don't get my uh ons They don't get my coaching calls. They don't get any of that. All, the, all that I give them is something that they can take right now and take action on right now. But if they want more, they will come back to me because I already gave them so much free resources, right? That's what you've been teaching us all this time. Yes. So I think that's such a, an important part of it. If you want to create a community, don't be afraid to give them All the love that you can because your course will be the high level no matter how you look at
1: it. Mm, I love that. That's so very true you have a resilience to you and you're flexible in terms of trying new things. Like I've watched you build this business and you're not afraid. Even though you say you're afraid, you wake up in the morning, what if it all goes away? (laughs) You also are the queen of just saying, oh, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to get the work done. You take action. You experiment. You try new things. I've seen you do it from the get-go. You simply pivot and you use your own lessons to move forward. So do you have any strategies like specific strategies that other people can use as well? Yeah,
0: I do. So first of all, don't fall into the habit of telling yourself, I need to learn this first, because there is there is value in content. And especially I could never have done this without Digital Course Academy. Hands on heart, I couldn't because I, I wouldn't even know where to start. So But then you could often, you know, oh, I need to read this book or now I need to watch this movie or this video about someone telling me something about Instagram or, you know, you can fall into those rabbit holes when you're just consuming, consuming, consuming and nothing will ever change if you don't take action. So what has helped me a lot has been to get some coaching, uh, either from a business coach or in Momentum to really strategize my day and take action on the things that I feel like it's the most important part right now and that could be anything from you know creating a solid content creation calendar and getting to work on that or structuring my day so that I am sure that I I just I don't put too much on my plate because what I've learned in this online business is that whenever I'm focusing on either my launch or help serving the people that i need to serve or building communities or or you know going into other other people's networks and and just you know getting new acquaintances and helping out other people who also are in DCA or in momentum or something it really gives me time to reflect on the things that i already know that i can and how i can make those things better so i don't try to you know figure out anything new unless I'm in a problem because I think most of us entrepreneurs are always thinking, Oh, how can I do this better? Should I add a Facebook group? Should I do a podcast? Should I do lives? Should I talk to this person or whatever? And sometimes the only way to, to have success is just to really focus your time and energy in what's really moving the needle. And for me, it's been, been showing up every week, consistent content, being myself and continuing improving the course that I already made now, almost a year and a half ago.
1: Wow. It feels like a lifetime ago when you talk about it. It feels like you've gone through so much in such a short period of time and really you have. So I just want to say congratulations for your success. There are so many big opportunities and possibilities still waiting for you and look at all the things you've already done. So I hope you're excited about this future of your online business and feel really proud. I hope you've been celebrating each of these milestones because there are tons of them. So have you been celebrating? I have, I
0: celebrated, you know, the last launch that I had was in September last year was a $713,000 launch. (laughs) And I will tell you this, I celebrated two consecutive weeks. I did not stop Good. putting my hands in the air. I was just thrilled, <laughs> because, not because of what I made, but, but the impact that I, you know, would the revenue is just a bonus for me. I just want to help. There were so many moms on my wall of fame here in my living room, and I couldn't wait to see what they would, you know, what they would achieve being on my course. And that's the that's the true value of this
1: truly is. It's so exciting when you start to see people transform based on the content that you've put into your digital courses. Exactly. So thank you so very much for sharing your journey. And where can my listeners learn more about you? And also tell them about the freebie you created. Well, I just
0: decided recently to start a mom mastermind. So a mompreneur mastermind for other moms like me who wants to stay healthy and in shape and at the same time be successful in their businesses. And I also decided to expand my course to business moms as well. That's, you know, on a maternity leave or not, but who has a kid who wants to get in shape. So I created a freebie for you guys uh, on how to, first and foremost, prioritize your time the best way so that you actually get the work done in a busy schedule. And then secondly, how you can improve your health by small steps at a time. So I included some uh, dietitian uh, recommendations and some workouts that you can do at your office with your computer on your one arm and the baby on the other and still manage to get your workout done. And it's because I know that I'm so much more productive and I'm so much more happy in my everyday life when I get to prioritize my own health. So I wanted to, I wanted to give that to your followers as well.
1: Ah, so cool. So thank you so very much for doing that. Again, you guys can find it on the show notes of this episode. Maria, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you too. It's was happy to be here. Oh my goodness. That was fantastic, right? I really think we got to see inside of Maria's world and really start to understand what that journey looked like for her. My favorite part of this interview was when she said that she still worries that it will all go away. She, she still feels scared. And I wanted to point something out. I think it's so great that we admit those things. And although you might be sitting here thinking, well, I don't want to start an online business and then have this huge success, make seven figures and then worry every day I'm going to lose it. I get that. I I think the realness that I loved in the interview and what I shared also, I still have those fears, is that when you've had success, that fear and doubt does not go away. However, You're able to move past it quickly and realize, Oh, that's just normal. That's my lizard brain talking and I'm going to keep moving forward. So you don't live there. You might still have those thoughts and feelings, but they don't overtake you. They don't paralyze you from moving forward in your business. I think that's what's most important for you to hear that when you start your online business, when you build your digital courses, all the scary stuff doesn't go away. It's just easier to manage. You get stronger in your mindset. You have a track record to look back on and think, actually, I've got success behind me that I can model and continue to see that success moving forward. So I wanted you to hear from me personally. It's a different ballgame now. Now that I have a very successful business, when the doubt, when the fear, when the crushing, scary feelings come, they don't stay here long. And I recognize them and think, oh, I know what you're doing. You're just trying to protect me and I'm good. And then I get my work done and I keep moving forward. So I just wanted to point that out because I loved Maria's honesty in this episode. Okay, so I hope you loved it too. I hope you're inspired to start your journey no matter how scary it might feel. And I can't wait to see you same time next week. Bye for now.